I'm at least gonna put like 10 things in my Instagram story. If I don't say nothing else for the rest of the day, I done tapped in to get somebody something to watch that day. And it has to be a habit. This is Blair Durham with Black Wall Street Today, your media hub for all things black entrepreneurship, politics, news, and events in Hampton Roads and beyond. And now, here's your host, Blair Durham. Welcome back. It's the 115th edition of Black Wall Street Today with Blair Durham. So excited now to converse with Big No, also known as Northside No. He's a new artist with a very bold voice that separates him from your average DMV artist. Born and raised in Richmond, Virginia, he embodies a Richmond culture that is yet to be displayed to the world. He's determined to maintain the authenticity of his cultural roots and avoid being heavily influenced. Through his music, Big No showcases what his home town has to offer with pride welcome to the show big no how are you i'm doing great thanks for having me thanks thanks i'm so excited to have you so wow how long have you been in music um sir i've been in music since i was a kid uh, my mom was having me in the church so i played the drums and you know all of that all the way up and until i kind of got caught up in the lifestyle but uh I took it seriously when I came home from prison, so that's been about five years now, and I've just been um, putting all of my energy in it, trying to do something different. Awesome. Wow. Yeah, you got it honest then, if you if you came up yeah. in the church, right? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So, uh, go ahead. I was saying, my grandma had like nine kids, I think, it ain't but two of them that can't sing, so. <laughs> wow. So now, can you sing as well? I mean, I harmonize in my music all through my music, so I can hold a pitch. Nah. <laughs> Put it that way. I, I don't need as much auto-tune as much, a lot of people do. Put it that right. way. Right. I love <laughs> it. I love it. So so where are you looking to take this thing? I mean, five years in, what do you want to see happen? How, and how are things going? Um, things, are, things, are, things are rapidly um, picking up here in this last year. Um, my ultimate goal it's always been I want to sell out the Madison Square. Like mm. that's 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 that's, you know, that's one of my biggest goals. I always wanted. Like I never wanted to be like just a a, a respected artist, but like not the big time artist. Like I always look to you know hit my head on the backboard. Like that's my that's my type of mentality. So um, everything's going great. Like in the last just couple months, it's it's been it's been crazy. I got a uh, Featured from one of the hottest, the hottest artists in the nation, Pooh Shiesty, dropping on February 12th. I got my face was on Times Square Billboard two weeks ago. Um, wow! It's been it's been it's been rapidly picking up. I got I was I was actually in a movie. What what was that September? Um, so okay. like things so of things through the definitely. pandemic, yeah. you are making strides. Yeah, yeah, man. Um, Let me ask you this question: How are you connecting with your audience? You know, despite the fact that we can't connect face to face, like what what's your what's been your strategy as far as that's concerned? Well, me personally, um, what I did, I actually dropped my last uh, project a week before Corona started, okay. so I wasn't able to do any shows, anything. So. As we've been stuck in this box, um, I really been trying to use social media to, you know, connect with people 
um, outside of where I'm from, um, a couple PRs, a couple marketing people that, that can help me touch people in different areas because I mean, I ain't gonna, I don't want to sound cocky, but it, it's nobody in Richmond that don't know my name. So it's like my fans in Richmond are going, they really know me as a person too anyway. So like, they're not going nowhere. Um, so as far as I just been working in, as we can do shows, trying to, you know, reach my arms out a little bit further than where they have been. Um, and that's really been um, the biggest blessing to me, to be honest, the corona blessed me um, because it made me think out the box. Yeah, yeah. So are you leveraging social media? I mean, we're seeing a lot as far as the verses and, you know, so forth. I mean, I feel like I've been more connected to some of my favorite artists through the pandemic than I was before just because well, things have been forced to be a lot more intimate, you know? Definitely, definitely, yeah. definitely. I mean, you, you, you have to put your face on social media way more now. Um, I was talking to a friend of mine's and I was and he's an artist and he was famous even before the pandemic like he was on it and he was to ping my notifications every morning like that's how I knew he was alright and um, I told him I'm like man for real you rubbed off on me for real now I wake up and I'm at least gonna put like 10 things in my Instagram story if I don't say nothing else for the rest of the day I done tapped in to get somebody something to watch that day and it has to be a habit you know, um, yeah, I definitely agree with you. Like, even on the uh, the higher levels, like, you know, we've tapped into way more on intimate intimacy. You know, mm-hmm. with uh, some of our favorite artists, things, and sitting in the house, you can't move. You know, just going through podcasts. That's why I love things like this. I love podcasts. I love interviews because, you know, as a fan, that's how I get to know who I like. You know. Yeah, yeah, that's real. I got to kind of go personal, if you don't mind. Let's go. (laughs) So what was the impact of your prison experience in terms of the direction you decided to go professionally? Is there a relationship or what would you say? Definitely, definitely, definitely. Pre my prison bid, it was... They wasn't even calling me no, they was calling me Nino, and it was just Nino just good at music. He don't care nothing about it. <laughs> he, yeah. he gonna do what he he gonna he gonna keep doing what he doing and taking care of these kids. I'm a single father too, so you oh, know wow. what I'm saying. Um, he gonna he he ain't everybody's mad at everybody was mad at me pre pre my prison. Like man, you got all this talent, but you just refused to get yourself out of that mud. Um. Being taken away from the mud for four years and having to look at your decisions um, definitely put a different fuel behind me. And to be honest with you, I can't put all that accountability on myself either because um, in the in the, in the in the four years I was locked up, Richmond music scene actually started, they started taking it serious. So it started being believable to me like, oh, you know, you can it's actually happened. do this, you know. You know People, I, it was amazing to me to come from home from a four year bid and even see like a video of a Richmond artist. Like, I'm like, oh, we made it. <laughs> I mean, like, yeah. just to have a video, I mean, now I look at it, that is like so minimal just to have pay somebody to shoot a video is nothing. But in my mind, it was like, oh, we doing something. So um, it definitely fueled, you know, fueled my whole. Uh, wow. 
that's powerful in a strange way it's almost like prison bought about a sense of hope yeah that wasn't there before definitely definitely I don't, I don't, I don't regret not one day in my prison bed um and, and, I, and I and I and I I held fast to that even while I was there I would tell people all the time and I had never been locked up in my life and everybody be saying uh and I can't believe you ain't never been locked up like your whole composure. And I used to tell people like, bro, why you doing what you doing? Whatever you doing to get here, you wasn't complaining. So I'm not about to complain about near day I have to be here. I'm gonna make that every day mean something to me when I'm get out of here. So, you know, it's things, it's jewels that, that was taught to me even down to like uh, copywriting and, and, and getting the LLC, like coming out of the gate I own a studio now. It's people that Let's been go. doing music 10 years and they come in my studio and they don't have their copyrights, they don't have LLCs, they don't know nothing about BMIs. And I came out of prison day one knowing that I need to go copyright my name, I need to go. And that was because I rub shoulders with people in prison, so I don't have no type of regrets about it. And that's actually kind of how I wanted to segue is the conversation about the business of music, you know, is not, no business is easy. Great. No business is easy. But what would you say about the business of music um, and just kind of how you've been forced to kind of step up in that regard uh, in order to make it happen? Business is... They, they they say 70, 30. I, I say they lying. Business is 90. Talent is 10. Mm. Um, Business is 90. Talent is 10. Yeah. I mean, it's being honest. Like, you can have all the money in the world and be able to handle business and you might can't hold a note and they'll put you in front of uh, a United States baseball game to sing, sing the anthem. If your business right. Yeah. You know, um, you can be able to blow the charts off, but you ain't got no business with you. And ain't nobody gonna never hear you. Mm-hmm. So um that's powerful. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. I think the pandemic has um definitely shed light on that across the gamut in terms of Black business owners needing to have their business together if they were going to access capital and get into any of these programs. Um, business has to kind of come first. Yeah, I couldn't agree with you more. Definitely, definitely, man. And, and, I, and I would say this, like, as somebody that wanted to see my city come up, you know, I mean, as a state, I don't really get out of Richmond too much and other places in, in, in um in the state, which I, I definitely want to, I definitely want to tap into the 757 and, you know, see what they got going on and all of that. But um, the people that I see on a, uh, on a daily basis, man, like, it's frustrating to want to see your city be pushed and, and, and to see, like, the business aspect is never thought of, like, never thought of, like, yeah. Everybody just thinks they're good artists and they're gonna spend their money with me, come in the studio, get a beat, and they think they're just gonna, you know, skyrocket off of that and it's not gonna work. Mm. Yeah. Well, let's talk about the latest projects. Definitely, definitely. <laughs> I mean, my assistant is like, it's really dope. <laughs> you listen to it. 
She told me about Keisha. Like, I want to hear what was the inspiration behind the project and um, what are you hoping it will do? How, how do you hope it will resonate? Um, Basically, like, um, Junkies Lives Matter is my campaign. It's my second volume. What was um, it? Junkie Lives Matter. Junkie Lives. Okay. Yeah, and it basically... um was inspired by, like, you know, the whole Black Lives Matter thing. And at first, you know, I was just being funny. I mean, being my past and what I went through, what I went through uh, you know, um, coming up and how I maneuvered and the things that got me in trouble or whatnot, you know, junkies didn't matter to me, you know. As well as on the flip side, I have people that, that, that fight addiction, um, in my family, uh, down even to my kid's mother, um, you know, so junkies' lives do matter to me. So that's very real on both on both ends. And um, so uh, that was like the uh, the inspiration of the whole tape. Um, I just was in the accident. I got hit by a car probably like uh, 2019, July 31st. So that was the inspiration for this tape was basically just to smack everybody in the face and let them know that I, I bounced back. Um, people that counted me out, it was people saying recipes, big no, and all that, like, like I ain't got shot or something. So this whole thing is, is kind of like, um, aggressive, put it that way. <laughs> um, okay. so just to so let is me... it is it aggressive from a musicality standpoint as well in terms of yeah 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 the, yeah the production on it the production everything is really um to a certain extent. You might got maybe like two laid back, slow song, ballad type of songs. Um, but pretty much everything is basically smack you in your face type of music. Like, but what a message. Like, but the production is definitely gonna smack you in his face just off of the the first 10 seconds. You're gonna see where I'm coming from. Like the intro is it, the intro smacks you in your face. Like I didn't do a whole, you know, um melodic intro, you know how a lot of people do that and you know, tell this whole story. And I just smacked you in your face for like uh, about two minutes straight going at you. Um, basically explaining like I'm not friendly. Song is called Friendly. Because, you know, the things I went through sitting in the hospital bed trying to learn how to, you know, walk again and all of this. And to see mm. people like really count you out. Count you out. Like some people, was, some people were um, sympathetic, but then you could feel certain people like, yeah, I'm happy out the way. Getting, wow. He was getting a little too, you know, he was on his way. You know, I don't want, that's a lot in Richmond. In Richmond, everybody want to be the first to put Richmond up. So if they see you getting somewhere, it's, you know, he need to get out the way. Um, as far as Keisha, Keisha was inspired by just, you know, I had four sisters. Okay. And, um, you know, everybody talk about men cheating. Everybody talk about men cheating. But when you got four sisters and you raised by two women, you know that that ain't the <laughs> that really ain't wow. the main thing. Like that, a female can cheat on a man ten times before a man find out. <laughs> but a man, you know, men men tend to be a little sloppy. So, you know, it's just um putting some exposure on that. It's just a fun record, you know, bossing bossing up the females. You know what I mean? Letting letting them know like, yeah, y'all do whatever we do better. That's basically the, the chant on the hook. You know. Um, it's funny because it's talking about cheating, but I mean, it's just a fun song, man, that, you know, everybody can dance to, everybody can turn up to, you know, feel good in the club and listen to it. 
I'm going to check it out when we get Definitely. off of here. <laughs> and I'm going to send it to my husband. <laughs> Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. Cool conversation, man. You seem like, uh, wow. Sorry. Appreciate your heart. I, I feel that. You know, I'm excited about Appreciate what you're you. doing musically and uh, where it's going to go. You know, I think the sky is always the limit. So Definitely. why not? Right. Definitely. And then, you know, Richmond is a hop, skip and a jump from from down in, you know, the Hampton Roads area where yeah. we are. So big up to Richmond. A lot of family in Richmond. Love the Richmond uh, music scene, RVA, all that, right? For sure. Definitely. Yeah. So go ahead and, and, and let folks know how they can connect to your, your work. Um, you can definitely look me up on all platforms, um, Spotify, Tidal, uh, whatever you whatever you listening right to, Google, um, YouTube at Big No. Uh, sometimes you have to type in Junkie Lives Matter first. Um, I guess because that name is just so distinctive that it'll instantly go straight to me. Um, Instagram, I am I A M underscore Northside No. Uh, Facebook, Big Space No. Uh, let's see here, YouTube, Big No Channel. Uh, like I spoke on earlier, I will be dropping my new single for the year, uh, Thirty One with Pooh Shiesty from Routine Seventeen. That's coming out in about two weeks, a week and a half or so. So look out for that. Also, I have a, a website as well with my friend. By Simpson, Junkie Lives Matter Apparel, 88 Ways to Drip, the number 88WaysToDrip.com. 88WaysToDrip.com. I love it. I love it. Okay. Hey, I appreciated the time, man. Look forward to having you back in the future. Would love to keep up with you. Definitely, definitely. Let's do it. For sure. Let's do it. And a tremendous thank you to, yeah, thank you. Huge thank you to our first guest, Your Brozo. Yourbrozo.com. That's Y-O-U-R-B-R-O-Z-O.com. Of course, always a huge thank you to Reverend Gray, Michael Gray of Apex Financial Group of Virginia, that hashtag money in the middle, always on point. And then again, a tremendous thank you to Big No. Uh, love what you're doing for the culture. Why not, right? Why uh, not, man? <laughs> to all of you, thanks so much for tuning in to Black Wall Street today. A tremendous thank you as well to our sponsors at the COO team and Milestone Mental Health Agency. This show is brought to you by Positive Vibes Incorporated, our consulting services. We do credit fixes, tax resolution, we lend private money to real estate investors, and we do debt consolidations. Basically, we put money in your pocket when you need money. We put money in your pocket when you need money. 757-932-0177. Stay with us online at Black Wall Street Today on Facebook and Black Wall Street Today on Instagram. And then follow us on Twitter as well at BWS Today. We look forward to talking again next week. Have a wonderful week. I have said and I will continue to say that the most important priority for the black community is the black community, not a particular political party. Hey yo, when I say black, you say Wall Street. Black, black Wall Street. When I say black, you say Wall Street. Black, black. When I say black, you say Wall Street. Black, black. When I say black, you say Wall Street. Black, black. Black Wall Street, Black Wall Street. Black Wall Street.
phenomenal. Phenomenal.